you're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. On another very exciting and special edition of Animation Deliberation, we're covering Young Justice Phantom's finale feedback, as well as building hype, talking about Lightyear hitting theaters in most locations this evening at the time of this recording, but everywhere on June 17th. We're going to get right into that after some ads we have no say over whatsoever. When it's time to give a truly special gift to that special someone in your life, why not turn to a jeweler you can trust? Solomon Brothers Jewelers is a family-owned business that's earned Atlanta's trust for decades with high quality, low prices, and the largest selection. Solomon Brothers has thousands of wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds in stock. Shop Solomon Brothers online at SolomonBrothers.com, SolomonBrothers.com, or stop by stores with locations in Buckhead or Alpharetta and experience the best. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. All right, friends, welcome back to Animation Deliberation, the podcast that takes action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. I'm Jay Scotty St. Clair, and I've got a friend in you, the listener. But I also have a couple of friends here with me. I've got my co-hosts Zuhair Ali and Andrew Rogers. What is happening, fellas? Howdy, fellow toys. Doing well. How about yourself? <laughs> very good. Very good. Very excited and very overwhelmed for what is going to happen tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the at the time of this recording, I know Andrew and myself are going to see the movie Lightyear pretty much as soon as we get out of out of this recording. So definitely waiting with bated breath here. What's more overwhelming, your excitement for this movie or having a snake in your boot? <laughs> the snake in my boot is expected at this point. You know, we've had four Toy Story movies. I just, I live for that. It's funny, I have my Woody sitting right next to me and I was going to try and pull the string, but I didn't want to sit here and go through six different sayings to get a stake in my boot as you said oh, that. So many inappropriate things. I was I was going to say, that could really be taken the wrong way. I've got my Woody right next to me. Don't want to pull the string. <laughs> got six different sayings? Oh, I can give you a couple more, buddy. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Zuhair, you weren't here for the finale of uh, Young Justice. Do you have anything you want to bounce off us as hosts as I try and dodge as far away from this one as I can? <laughs> Clearly, we've all drinking from the poison water hole. Uh, Young Justice was pretty awesome, man. Uh, I'm bummed it's over, but happy that we still have it. Hoping for a fantastic season five with... Lots more story, lots more action, uh, more of seeing the team together again. It's yeah, just great. I loved it. I wish I could watch it in like a better headspace, but loved it. Yeah, we were very sad that you couldn't be here to join us, but it was great to be able to include your thoughts in in some fashion. So thank you for submitting those thoughts, and uh, thank you for being here now. And if for some reason you're listening and you haven't watched Young Justice or heard our coverage. Our last episode was for the finale, episode 26, 
And Young Justice is one of those shows. It's always kind of uh, a guessing game about if and when it's going to come back. And we here on the show are big supporters of it. So definitely check the show out. If you watched it through once, watch it again, listen to our podcast, submit some feedback to us. You can do that at animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com. And on that note, we have some people that did just that. Let's get into some finale feedback here. First one coming from Andrea. Hello again. Thank you for reading and responding to my email. I appreciate it. Small correction. It's pronounced Andrea. But that is okay because I get the other often. I may have pre-read this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way, we apologize because I was the one that read that email. So that's on me for once, not uh, Zuhair and his pronunciations. So I guess I worked out that I wasn't here. Yeah, and now he gets to do it right. So there you go. (laughs) As to my wedding info, apparently there is some shipping going on with El Dorado and Bart Allen. Also, Hmm. yes, Beetle and 13 were established in the episodes from the last season where Perdita was kidnapped at the fair. There was also the running joke in that episode about Static needing a girlfriend. It seems he still hasn't found one. LOL in all caps. Again, I appreciate you all and you cover much of what I watch as well. So I will be sticking around. Stay whelmed. Well, thank thank you, you Andrea. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say on the note of people shipping El Dorado and Bart Allen, I do love that. And it's also just another sprinkling possibility of the representation, because I know Bart Allen in a number of the comics is canonically bisexual as well. Hmm. So with El Dorado being another male character, it doesn't feel like a stretch for people to say, oh, we're shipping them because they were sitting together at the wedding to actually have that possibly be just even more sprinkling in in the same way we did with all the other characters. I kind of love that nod and possible forward mention. And for my knowledge, just as a refresher here, Eldorado was the the one that can teleport, right? He has the father that worked for Star Labs. Is that correct? I believe that is his power. Okay, I can't I remember, remember his that. first name off the top of my head. He wasn't the one with like Eddie? the, the astral projection of that spirit? Let's see. He was abducted and given meta powers by the Reach and became a member of the Outsiders. Power is teleportation. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, his his first name is Eduardo. Eduardo. Eduardo Eddie. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I believe he's a junior because yeah, I remember his relationship with his father was a pretty focal point there. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't right pick up on that at all. I didn't know that about Bart Allen, but yeah, it's great how the show shines a light on these things without hanging a lantern, a green lantern, if you will. <laughs> the other thing I, I take away from that is I can, had completely forgotten about that running gag with Static Shock and. I just I feel for for Virgil. I'm I'm there too. I'm not a- actively seeking a relationship, but I know how it is to be confronted with like, you know, social engagements where I might be expected to bring a significant other. So, not everybody has to be in a relationship. Hang in there, Virgil. <laughs> and at least he knew his friends were superheroes. So, he didn't have the worst <laughs> time at that wedding. <laughs> uh but at any rate, uh, yeah, thank you, Andrea, for your eagle-eyed pickups there and for writing back in. I hope you continue to write in, and thank you for being a part of the show. Who was it that didn't know his friends were all heroes? Oh, we looked up his name, and I'm trying to... Marvin, I want to say. Was his name Marvin? Have we seen him before? What was he in? We hadn't seen him since like all the way back to season one with the Halloween party, maybe season two. Oh, up in the background. Okay. He was but one yeah, of was... the happy high school 
members that okay, did gotcha, all the gotcha. things with them, and then they all happened to become superheroes after that. Gotcha. Right. That's why he was sitting amongst all of the other teenage superheroes from the high school with uh, Bluebird and all of them. Right. That makes sense. Good times. Are we all ready right. to move on to the next piece of feedback here? Do we just want to put Fabian stuff together? Yeah, Fabian? I think that's. Fabian, I think Fabian's sorry. emails together are good. Do you want to get that or shall I? Uh, I can get it. Cool. All right. So both of Fabian's emails all together. One theory I have regarding Supergirl is her dad sent her to the Phantom Zone as a way of avoiding the planet exploding and hoping Clark or someone with the projector saves her. Or she could be a bad girl. We'll see, I hope. Great pod, guys. Um, keep the positivity. Let's not put the hope. We will see it soon. <laughs> I believe TJ was referencing the DC animated film Superman Batman Apocalypse. A sequel to Superman Batman Public Enemies based on the comics and artwork of Jeff Loeb and Michael Turner, among others. In the film, a recent release from suspended animation, Kara is kidnapped and brainwashed by Granny Goodness and the forces of Apocalypse. I'm sure it happened in the comics too, but this is the one I'm aware of. Great pod, guys, and yes, Spy X Family is excellent. I watched the dub on Crunchyroll, and the voice acting is excellent. Bye, guys. Fabian. I'm happy someone else is watching it now. Spy Family is awesome. And I actually have seen those Batman Superman movies and they were really good. Like as I was reading it, like scenes of it started popping back into my head. Hmm. And for the first part of it, I know the, the Supergirl TV show, the CW one, like her origin mm-hmm. there was that she was sent off of Krypton when it was about to explode. And like on her way out, she like accidentally drifted into the Phantom Zone. Yeah, I watched the first couple of seasons of Supergirl, and as I recall, maybe it was like a shockwave or like a, a bit yeah. of Krypton, the planet, like knocked her off course. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Okay. And then I, I'm curious, these two films that were mentioned, uh, one one of them was what, uh, Justice League Apocalypse, is that right? Uh, Batman uh, Superman, Superman Apocalypse. Batman Apocalypse. Oh, okay. Are those all a part of like this shared continuity that we've talked about for a while? No, they're they're neither one. These is. are totally different. Yeah, oh, okay. I think those two go together, but they are not part of the overarching DC animated universe. Which, speaking of, okay. it turns out they're starting another one with the past like two or three movies. They've hmm. started doing another connected universe, so that may be something uh, to keep our ears to the ground on going forward okay. as well. Sweet. Yeah, uh, Fabian, your just your knowledge and your wealth of uh, information never ceases to amaze. It's, I've had a fair amount of exposure to the character of Supergirl across various forms of media, but seeing her as a villain is is brand new for me. But it seems like Young Justice is doing what it always does and pulls a little bit from every corner of the DC universe to appeal to you know fans of every interest level. So to hear that she served as a Fury beforehand is surprising to me, but uh, I look forward to the fifth season getting to see her play a little bit of a different role than I'm used to seeing her play. Check out that movie if you want a taste of it. It's pretty good. I mm-hmm. just want to see her be a bad girl. Just flat out, she was sent <laughs> to the Phantom Zone as a criminal. Let's see her be bad this whole time. Like That would be kind of cool as a full new take. I don't know if I need the hero turn over and over. Let's just let bad be bad for a little while. What was uh, Zatanna's student's name that turned? Mary. Yeah, Mary. Oh, yeah. I was so sad to see that. Like, I know it's going to be badass, but it was like like she's like Black Adam now. Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. I, was it Mary Black or 
Miss Black. I want to say Mary Black sounds right. Yeah, I think it was Black Eve. (laughs) Well, I think part of this as well, not to get into too much of the nitty gritty, but I want to say in comics, she was Miss Marvel or something along those lines. I think her name was Mary Marvel or Mary Marvel. And that was part of the joke earlier in the season of oh, say the name, say the name, I can't say that, was right. they have since taken away the name Captain Marvel for Shazam, despite mm-hmm. that was, I believe he was Captain Marvel in the first season of the show, because they still were yep. kind of deciding what the rights were going to be, right. and then MCU took off, they said, hey DC, why don't you rename this character Shazam, and that's what they did, so now I think that's probably another part of it, is let's mm-hmm. rename her as well, to Mary Black. That also could be a comic thing. I don't know, but I do know there's a history going on with all of those different names. I mean, Shazam's a lot cooler too. Like, it's just more fun to yell at the fact that it's an acronym for all the gods. It's just that is pretty cool. Yeah, I I think it was just the fact that that's all of their trigger word for their powers that makes it a little weird. Like every single one of them says Shazam because I think there's six or seven of them total, if I'm not mistaken. What I do know about the character, and I, uh, it's been a little while since I watched the movie with Zach Levi, but uh, I, as far as the continuity that I'm aware of goes, it's the wizard's name is, is Shazam. And then like the hero himself was Captain Marvel. So he said the wizard's name in order to invoke the power. And actually, as I'm thinking about it, I think that is what took place in, in the movie as well. He said, I think uh, Jaman Hansu was like, say my name, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, you know who I bet does know? Fabian probably knows the answers to all these questions we're asking. And if not him, TJ. And also the <laughs> fact that they like respond to each other's emails on our <laughs> podcast is so funny. I love it. I love that yeah. we have this little fan group kind of bubbling and creating itself. Um, yeah. Outside the chat. It's awesome. Yeah. I kind of like that Mary came up though, because I was thinking as we were talking about Kara, Supergirl, do you think that they're going to get along or they're going to be rivals? Oh, so you're wondering if this is going to be some Star Wars dark side yeah, kind of things ex- of like, exactly. I'm the most powerful. No, I'm the most powerful. Well, I want to be dark side's best friend. No, I want to be dark side's best friend. Like, Or even with like Granny Goodness, I don't know if you guys have seen the favorite, the Oscar winning film, but basically it's like, it's these two women vying for a, another woman's like affection and her approval. I could totally see granny goodness relishing in, in that. I feel like it's going to be more of testing out the anti-life equation and then not having control of ah. themselves at all. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Just yeah. Pointed weapons for dark side. Yep. Makes me think of the boys, but I won't go off on that tangent right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, are we ready to move on to some more feedback? Last one from Jashawn Smith. Hey guys, love podcasts. It's awesome to tune in every week and listen to you guys <laughs> review new animation. This season of Young Justice has been has had some great story beats from Superboy to Beast Boy. Interesting for them to do characters arcs. I wonder where they'll, where they'll go in the next season, especially with new characters like Hooded Figure, Damien, Kara, <laughs> and Mary. Again, mm-hmm. the podcast is amazing, and I love listening each week. Thank you, guys. Deshaun Smith. Well, thank you, Deshaun. I think this is your first email into the show as well, so welcome to the feedback group. Yeah, I echo those sentiments. It's always great to hear from new people and just watch the show grow, so 
thank you for tuning in and thank you for writing in and thank you for watching Young Justice and uh, letting us know how much you enjoy it. And hopefully you'll, you'll stick around for our show as well as the fifth season that we've got our fingers crossed for. And I will uh, kind of shed a little bit of light on all of these things as we're talking about them. There's been several interviews over the past couple months, including a Q&A earlier mm-hmm. this week with the writers of this show. And uh, interview a while back, they talked about, you know, where the arc structure came from. And they just said, you know, we have so many characters set up, so many different things that we want to do. What if we did arcs this time? Because they had them all written as like, okay, we want to do this with this character, this with another. And they were like, we could cross them as we always do. Or what if we just left them in these broken segments? And they said, you know, it was an interesting way to do it but it's not something they're necessarily married to because they wanted to change it. There's a different vibe every single season. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see arcs again. And as much as I enjoyed it this season, I don't think I need it again in the future. I would like to see more character growth across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other reason I'm bringing up that there was a Q&A earlier in the week is they could not confirm or deny anything about season five, but okay. they they were very hopeful, very positive and very confirming without confirming that the reviews looked very good. There's a lot of great stuff coming out of this much more adult oriented season, Mm -hmm. as well as this Q and a was for the companion comic that just came out. That's already looking like it's going to getting some positive, you know, reviews. And the fact that they are putting out a companion comic says DC wants more of what they are doing. You like the first one that you've read so far, right? Yeah, uh, I think they're coming out weekly, so there's only the one uh, on the website right now. But that companion comic, I don't, we don't have enough time to go into here. It was so much fun. Everything I love about comics, just the way that they can toy around with viewpoints and characters jumping between each other. It was so good. And then it just had that Young Justice feel at its core. And my favorite cast of characters it was bow hunter security was like part of the (laughs) forefront of everything so getting to watch all of the arrow clones interact on screen with a bonus employee of bow hunter security which i'm not going to spoil but uh is an awesome part of the continuity we've kind of questioned in the past that they have started Mm. to sprinkle in uh it's going to be a lot of fun i think wherever this comic goes and it started, it's about Perdita getting kidnapped. That happens on like the first page, so it's not right. a spoiler. And then everyone having to go save her. And I think Gar and her are broken up at this point because there was some like, you know, romance thing. So it seems like we're going to get more hmm. information about what happened to them as well. Okay. So I don't know. It's kind of cool, but it is between season three and four. We do know that much. So it's not going to give us new information aside from stuff we may have suspected. Yeah, hopefully we can drag over the uh, the posts of our sibling podcast, Spark, Source Pages, a reading collective, and see if they can come over and chat with us about that. Loop, pulse, loop, pulse, loop, pulse. <laughs> yeah, between that and Tales of the Jedi, I'm I'm sure we'll, we'll have at least one of those hosts appear and do some coverage with us and vice versa. That's the great thing about being part of the Stranded Panda Network. Go to strandedpanda.com for all these great shows. And I think that wraps up all of our Young Justice stuff. Uh, okay. Unless you guys have anything else to say? Nope. Not nah. Young Justice related. I have like one quick bit of fun news that came out this week. Sure. Hit us. 
Avatar The Last Airbender announces three yes. new animated films coming from the franchise's creators. That is so exciting. And if you followed us on Instagram and looked at all of our Instagram stories, that's Animation Deliberation on Instagram, uh, I posted about this on our story as well to kind of get some thoughts out there already. So, Zoo, yes. what do you want out of this? More Avatar content. <laughs> you, you don't have any, like, what would your number one story for one of these movies be? I'm not sure if I necessarily want any particular story, but I do want to see like our team as adults a little bit more. Mm. Okay. Because while the comics were good and they were a little cheesy just because uh, Aang and Katara were on their honeymoon phase, uh, the the whole thing of like restructuring all these, like the Fire Nation and stuff into its pieces and the fight between them and the Earth Kingdom of like which colonies belong where and how like Republic City came to be like all oh, that was fascinating but I do want to see more of like more adult Aang because there's too many shows that cover on too many too many like teenage characters and I do want to see the development of the characters that we already have an attachment to hmm. yep I'm, I'm right there with you my vote is even center it on you know Fire Lord Zuko have him mm. be a focal point of what his rule actually looks like and maybe a little bit of a escapism from the crown to go and have shenanigans with the gang again when he gets overwhelmed or something along those lines. That would be that would be interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I'll just say it's I have gaps in my animation viewing, but probably my biggest slight or my biggest like egregious error in terms of my my lack of viewing is I've seen many, many episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. And I remember watching it when it was on when I was a, a young man. Um, but I've never sat down and watched it from beginning to end. And it's one of those shows that's been brought up quite a bit. <laughs> we need just, to change that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's just a, it's a timing thing. But it's just great to have an excuse like to finally do that. I think with these movies, like as requested as the show has been already, it's just like the perfect excuse to kind of cover it on this podcast. So I'll be excited with like my experience as a, as a viewer now and a little more maturity and whatnot to go back and like really appreciate the series and get the full picture. Yeah. We thought we were going to cover the show for preparation of the live action. So it's even more exciting that we're doing it for actual animated content. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm excited and I'm excited to also do this with a first time viewer and kind of get all of your holy crap. They did this in a kid's show thoughts because it it was Young Justice before Young Justice of they did the adult things that yeah. like shouldn't have been necessarily taught to kids, but kids actually understood it in a great way. So I, yeah. I'm excited to know. Yeah, I, I don't know. First time viewer doesn't seem completely accurate because I have seen quite a few episodes it's just i've never sat down to watch it from beginning to end like i know there are a few episodes that i remember very well that'll be interesting to to revisit on a like a new watching where i have the entire continuity kind of in mind but yeah i'm, I'm definitely excited for it and uh, i'm glad you guys are so excited about it i'm glad like i said that we just have an excuse a justifiable excuse to uh, excuse doesn't even sound like the right word but uh motivation to cover it on this podcast yeah, we can we can bring it higher up on our list. Yes, exactly. Because it was definitely one of the first ones to hit the list. It, indeed, it was. Indeed, it was. <laughs> yeah, we just need an excuse to talk about more secret tunnels. About See, time. That I don't know. 
I know the cabbages. Oh. But I, don't I, know I saw that on the Instagram. I was waiting for you to actually say it. I was trying to find a good way to link it in, but it doesn't. It doesn't need a good reason. I don't need you to don't know. Need all the a words. good way to go to a secret tunnel. Well, I'm looking forward to understanding that reference. I will. Say that. <laughs> uh, my nickname uh. was Sokka when I started growing my hair out. It's, it's a show that I love. I can't. I can't speak its praises enough. But we have. Uh, we have another exciting Wonder thing guy. to talk about tonight. Indeed, indeed. As we mentioned at the top of the episode. In addition to covering Young Justice feedback and that Avatar news that we just got, we really wanted this episode to kind of be like the building of hype right before we go into Pixar's Lightyear. And full transparency, there was a Disney Plus kind of behind the scenes featurette that they released on June 10th called uh, Beyond Infinity, the journey from Buzz to Lightyear. And... It's like a 35-minute little featurette, kind of akin to the Star Wars Gallery series or the Marvel's Assembled series, but it's it it's kind of preemptive to the release. Or What was that one that they did for Miss um, Marvel? What was that one called? I was unaware they released something before Miss Marvel. <laughs> it was basically just kind of like a primer, like, again, Source Pages, a reading collective spark. They do these primers to get people hyped for series and get people a little more familiar with the character but disney plus has been doing that more and more and they did that with lightyear and i'm the only one of my co-hosts that have watched in its entirety so i will provide a slight and mild spoiler warning for everyone the first 15 minutes are really good content that kind of um, as i said off air i didn't have the opportunity to rewatch all the toy story movies before going into lightyear just a timing and scheduling thing didn't allow me but uh this featurette did a really good job just reminding me of the character's origins, showing how they kind of brainstormed this concept of kind of like a space ranger superhero character that kind of harkened back to like Flash Gordon and those serials from the 1930s and how he really kind of had humble beginnings. Like that first Toy Story movie is Woody's movie and it's just says a lot about the character, how he stood the test of time and how endearing and how much affinity everyone has for him, that he was really the foil to the main character. And he's gone on to get this origin spinoff story before Woody. I don't even know if they're contemplating one for Woody right now. So I really appreciated the the featurette for that. Yeah, and, and the featurette does a really good job of also reminding I think a big part of why this character was so good was the voice behind Buzz. Oh, yeah. I don't think you could have had this without Tim Allen just bringing that bravado to it that, you know, we've talked about. And I think, you know, we're going to have a great experience with uh, Captain America himself, Chris Evans, (laughs) taking this helm. But I do think it's going to be a bit of a different spin. And I'm okay with that. I'm not saying it in a negative light by any means, but I think he brought so much to that original character that I don't think we would be getting this movie if not for him originally. And especially because Tim Allen's performance is him as an experienced space ranger, whereas we're seeing the origin of Buzz Lightyear and him really stepping into his role. Mm -hmm. So you do kind of need that, uh, the differentiation of like the, the the wondrous of like all these different worlds and whatever shenanigans you're getting into as opposed to I'm a space ranger this is my job this is my duty I've been doing this for years like to you need to have kind of like Zerg. 
Yeah, you got to have that little spin and that little innocence that I think that Chris Evans is going to be providing to this. And the the series that you were referring to was called uh, A Fan's Guide to Miss Marvel. A Fan's Guide to Miss Marvel. Okay, great. Thank you for looking that up. I appreciate it. And as you talk about the origin story, I'm going to pitch this as a rhetorical question and talking point because I don't totally know the answer anymore. A few months ago when we talked about this based on the trailers, it was this is the origin story of the man behind the toy. And in this featurette, they kind of brought up the point of, you know, how would Andy have known about this? Well, he probably saw a movie. He saw a TV show or Mm -hmm. something that this toy then relates to. Right. Do we think that this is still a factual movie of like this person's journey or is this a movie in a movie like this is the actual movie that andy went to the theater to go and see and it's all some big like connected universe and this is fiction within fiction is it rhetorical or is it a talking point you got to pick one no it's a talking point i'm just saying like (laughs) if you you know the answer because of the spoilers you were talking about jay scotty don't Mm. bring those up but Mm. talk away as to what we think this could be I will clarify that the spoilers are not about that at all. The spoilers talk about what transpire what transpires within what I'm guessing is probably the first ten minutes of the movie with with Buzz himself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, to a- answer your quote unquote rhetorical question, there, uh, <laughs> I, I I really don't know. Um, I know there's those people out there that have the internet theories that find a way to connect like all the Pixar and all the Disney movies together. So I think just for continuity's sake, it might be more uh, actually not even for continuity's sake. I would just say for universe building for me personally, I think it would be a little bit more fun if it was the story of an actual person that existed within this tangible world. As fantastical okay. as it as it seems already. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's part of it, is it just seems so like far fetched of a thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know about either of you. I did not have a toy of Buzz Aldrin as a kid. Like as yeah. fantastical as astronauts were, we didn't look to them as the I want the toy. So it felt sure. like, hmm, maybe this was based on the TV show in universe like it was just a really cool point that this featurette brought up that i didn't even think to question when they said it's the origin story of the toy Mm. yeah i don't know i think it's just spin-offs off of characters that are just kind of testing the waters to see what works and they might push off of it in the future because a story off of rex would be really cool a story off of the toy soldiers i would love that yeah that'd be fun i would honestly love a like bunch of shorts about the toy soldiers just give us like a weekly five minute hey they went on this adventure in andy's house and i would be ecstatic about what's going on there but it's it would be cool if it's like they made it wondrous where it's like it's the house but like actually animate it to look like they're in somewhere else like they're in a jungle like you see the house but it transitions to actually look like a jungle and they actually like mm-hmm. have vines and th- I'm just trying to think how to make it like more wondrous without it just being an animated war movie. Yeah. All right. Here you go, Disney. Just take this idea. Just call it Andy's Playtime and give us like how great that scene was at the beginning of Toy Story 3 
that was the mirror of him playing with the boxes at the beginning of Toy Story 1, and you could see, like, ham hanging from the ceiling. And then in that short at the beginning of 3, they had the ham spaceship. Like, just give us that a bunch of episodes, and I would be ecstatic. Like, exactly what Zuhair said, do it with all the toys, let it spread its wings. That would be... That would be a lot of fun. Either of ever played the the video game for PS1 that was just Toy Soldiers. I know which one you're talking about. I think I rented it from Blockbuster for like a weekend. That was a tough game. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but it was a tough game. Gosh, I haven't thought about renting games from Blockbuster in forever. Oh, I still have my membership card. Showing my age. <laughs> Showing my age. Okay, I still did. I'm not that okay. young. I, I remember going to Blockbuster and renting all those games don't you worry okay okay fair enough fair <laughs> enough but even, even just like talking about these potential spinoffs and whatnot i can't help but go back to one of the more recent characters we were introduced to with toy story 4 i want that duke kaboom spinoff give us keanu reeves doing what he does best you remember yeah, the stuntman he was kind of like yeah, uh, yeah evil can evil yeah there's that's the thing of and this opened the conversation. Toy Story gave us so many characters that we all fell in love with time and again. They have an endless number of possibilities. And mm-hmm. I think, honestly, it it's terrible. But the least interesting is Woody, I think. Because hmm. we already kind of know about Woody's roundup and yeah. the puppet that he came from and all of these other things. Like, let the other toys have their time in the sun because yeah, he was just a piggy bank, but ham was amazing. Why did they make a slinky dog? Like where did that toy come from? Like you said, Rex has some stuff that we could do with all of the dinosaurs that he now is friends with. Like there's a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff that we can flush out uh, from all of those early movies that I think has a lot of merit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm curious to see, because I think this movie is going to do well. I feel like I know people who don't like animation at all that have been talking about this movie. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited. I'm going to see it with my whole family because we nice. grew up with all of the Toy Story movies. So it's it's going to be a good time. And I think that's going to hopefully give us a better future with more of these movies is how popular it's going to be amongst families. Definitely, definitely. And I'm I'm just so excited to see, even though I didn't rewatch all the Toy Story movies in preparation for this that first one I'm like intimately familiar with. It's one of the first theater experiences I remember growing up. So I'm just really looking forward to the ways that they weave in little cameos and reference there. I think um, in one of our first coverages of one of the trailers, like uh, one of you guys mentioned the fact that they might include the little green men that were in the pizza planet machine with the claw. Like you have to show one of those at some point during this, during this movie, like the claw, the claw that's right um not to be confused with the jim carrey liar liar claw (laughs) am i showing my age again i'm showing my age again a little bit (laughs) Uh, another reason i wanted to do this episode was kind of as much as to build hype for us right before we go into the theaters i did want to give people an opportunity we will be recording uh this sunday with friend of the show sarah day but it'd be cool to read some real time feedback from people like right after they come out of the theater. So I'm planning on dropping this. Um, I will be going to theater pretty much at right after we record, but then I'll edit it right after that and have it um, hit the feeds uh, should be Friday, Thursday overnight, Friday morning. So if you're seeing light year within those first couple of days of release, please hit us up with your feedback. Um, if you're waiting to see it and just want to, you know, build up your hype and anticipation please send us some feedback that way too. 
Um, you can reach us at all our social medias, the Instagram, the Twitter, uh, Facebook. I'll allow Andrew to plug all those, but then also the email that I mentioned at the top, animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Yeah, and if you don't want to type up all of your thoughts and want to walk out of the theater, uh, the voice memo app on your phone or the built-in voice memo or voice recorder on most Windows laptops both work really well. Um, You could just record your thoughts, scream into the microphone, and say how excited you were about this film, and then just email that directly to us. That works just as well. That's how all of us do it when we're not here, like Zuhair Mm -hmm. had to last week. He literally just recorded it on the base stuff and sent it along. So. You don't need any special equipment if you did want to send that, because I had a friend who asked, hey, how do you do that? Do you need a mm-hmm. mic? No, you just need whatever phone or computer you have if you did want to record. So that is also an option um, if you wanted to do that with your feedback. Indeed. What they said. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about your anticipation for Lightyear here? Uh, I wish I could watch it with my family, but I'm going to have to enjoy it on my own on first watch. And yeah. Whether it be from the action or the animation or just pure nostalgia, there's going to be something about this movie that's just going to be great. That's actually, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Zuhair, because that does remind me of one thing I wanted to bring up about that featurette I was talking about. Uh, it was really incredible to see how far we've come or how far Pixar's really come with their animation style. Like seeing those stills and little clips from Toy Story 1 as, you know, as iconic and how much of a game changer it was like seeing that original Buzz Lightyear model and the reflection on his helmet compared to like what we've seen from the little snippets of Lightyear so far is just mind blowing. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this high quality animation on the big screen opening weekend. That's, that's one of the things I'm most excited about, honestly. I already have chills like as you're talking about how far this has come. I'm so like a ball of energy just for that. I think I'm going to cry probably like three (laughs) times just hearing the music and seeing it on screen. Like it's just probably going to completely overwhelm how far we have come because, you know, I and I'm not trying to make either of you feel old with this. The first (laughs) Toy Story predates me like that first Toy Story came out a very long time ago. It was in 1995. Um, compared to myself who was 1998 so that's there's so many of us that have come along with all of these characters that it is just i'm so ready to see how far we've come i have enough physical issues to make me feel old you don't have to worry about that (laughs) (laughs) right and I, i guess last little thing that comes to mind here with the featurette i don't think either of you guys watched until this point because you were wary of the spoilers but they spent a little time with the director, Angus McLean, and I'm just really excited to see what story he he brings for us and how much passion for the character he brings because he wasn't, he didn't work for Pixar when they did that first film, but he loved the character so much that when he came on for Toy Story 2, like he became like the go-to guy for Buzz Lightyear, uh, any kind of animation, how he would move his hands, how he would move his face. And they just showed him like interacting with the production crew. And he has this like tendency to build things out of Legos. And he just loves toys and action figures. And you could see around his desk, this menagerie of action figures. And he likes to take them apart and put them back together. But he clearly has so much love for the character. And it seems like a really interesting guy. And uh, I believe this is his first full-fledged solo directing opportunity. His last film that he co-directed was Finding Dory. So... Hmm. 
Interesting. And, you know, you bring up the animation of Buzz, and I think that's the thing I'm really curious, because I know they're going to do a fantastic job, as Pixar does, Mm -hmm. but they talked about in that featurette how mechanical the original Buzz was, that they wanted to make sure if this was a toy, how would Mm -hmm. it move? How would these joints interact? And, you know, from a technical perspective, it was so far ahead. Like, that's commonplace now that, you know, you put Mm -hmm. in the code and stuff. And it would be able to link, but that was so cutting edge then. This is going to be the first Buzz foray where we don't have to worry about mechanical joints. So I'm really interested to see how fluid this Buzz is going to look compared to the toy version and how many differences we can find. And yeah, we're going to talk at length, I'm sure, about the animation styles and choices come uh, come Sunday. Indeed, indeed. Well, folks, uh, thanks as always for tuning in. Thanks for all your support. We will see you on the other side of infinity. Uh, Last call to action here is to please leave us a rating or review. If you dig what we're doing here, show us a little love and help keep us going with a five star or whatever you think we're deserving of review wherever you catch us. In addition to showing us some love by leaving us a review, you can also catch the other things we're doing out there in the podcasting world. Zuhair, do you want to let the people know about what you've got going on? Yeah, so I've been guesting on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast to do the instant reactions for Miss Marvel. Um, for those who know, that show is based off of Pakistani family. I myself am from Pakistan, so mm. I've been doing a lot of uh, breakdowns of the cultural stuff that's involved with that. So if you want to have an expanded view of that show, please check out the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast and uh, you can watch the videos on YouTube. Yeah, I, I just got to say... The trailer, and I might have said this before, but I'll say it again. The trailer for Miss Marvel didn't exactly have me overwhelmed. It had me whelmed. But two two episodes into Miss Marvel, I think it might be my favorite Disney Plus show so far. Like I easily am loving it. It just puts a big smile on my face the entire time. Iman Villani is just so adorable and and lovable, and she's great. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, did you want to let the people know about anything you've got going on? Um, no, as always, you have the social media. Go follow us there. That's my main way to interact with all of you. I will say Zuhair is the number one companion piece to the Miss Marvel show because mm-hmm. he has done a lovely job of letting the other hosts who are as just as uneducated with the culture as I am talk about mm-hmm. what they've learned. And then he goes in and fills in the amazing blanks as he does so honestly give him the listen and he mentioned youtube and stuff uh if you go to their twitch and live stream it's fun to watch them go back and forth in live action and occasionally these past couple weeks for miss marvel i've been there so you could just hang out with me and tease zuhair like i've been doing behind my screen name <laughs> that i don't think he's realized is me yet for the past couple weeks uh that's yeah. all for me yep good good times good times all right. As for myself, we just wrapped up our coverage on Bingers Assemble for the Jurassic Park films, uh, culminating with Jurassic World Dominion. So please go give that a listen. And then I've uh, been appearing on PandaVision for The Boys Season 3. I don't know if I'm going to be a permanent oh, installation fun. there, but I kind of popped in as a understudy on, for Episode 4. And it sounds like I'm going to be showing up for Episode 5 as well. So if you dig The Boys, we're having some pretty great breakdown and analytical discussions there that I'm quite enjoying. So check out PandaVision as well as Bingers Assembled, both part of the Stranded Panda podcast network. And that will do it for me this week. Thanks again for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N.
Stay whelmed. To infinity. Are you trying to get me to pull your finger? <laughs> You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. Whether you're trying to get a break from the grind or grinding to break records, running for balance or burgers, only one thing counts. You're out there step after step, mile after mile, and we're out there with you all the way. Visit your local Nike store today to find your perfect pair of running shoes. No matter if you're setting the pace for the pack or flying solo to the rhythm of your own kicks, you're one of us. You coming? Come run with Nike at your local Nike store today.